Lauren. Wow, that was good. So welcome, everybody. And uh, thank you so much for coming. And, and it's good to see some familiar faces and new faces and all the people from Ohio. I mean, you got to be hungry to come from Ohio. And Dallas, we got some people here. And so come on, right? And uh, so I want to do something a little bit different. I, I wasn't going to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. So um, I want to just stretch you a little bit. I did it last night, but we'll do it again. So jump to your feet. And I want you to turn to somebody that's not your spouse, and I want you to give them a two-minute testimony. Now listen, now listen, listen, listen. You're going to give a two-minute testimony about how God healed you sometime in your life, okay? But, but now listen, listen, I want you to be a good listener because some people, they, they're not good listeners. They're too busy thinking about what they're going to say next, you understand? So I want you to draw and just practice drawing testimony out of someone else. Will you do that? Just turn to someone right now. Turn to someone that's not your spouse. Give them a two-minute testimony. You do the same. Give a good healing testimony. Two more minutes, two more minutes. Can I ask you a favor? Yes, Can I get some more water? Yeah, absolutely. That'll be great. Thank you, thank you. All right, give him a great big Holy Ghost hug in the name of Jesus. Shake hands with someone you don't know and tell them how good looking they are. And
You know what? One last thing. Stand back up. Stand back up. Everyone stand up. Now, everyone's got to do it, though. Okay? Everyone's got to do it. All right? One last, one last assignment. Now, listen. Listen. So, the, the Bible talks about prophecy. It says, um, desire spiritual gifts, right? Especially that you may prophesy. 1 Corinthians 14.1, right? Desire spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy, right? So the, what prophecy is, is edification, exhortation, comfort. Edification, exhortation, comfort. Just simple gift of prophecy has no revelation in it. It's just... Uh, uh, it's edification, exhortation, comfort. That's a simple gift of prophecy, okay? So now what we're going to do is this. <laughs> I, I totally didn't have this plan, but just the Lord spoke to me to do this. So you're going to turn to somebody that you know, or maybe somebody you don't know very well, and you're going to turn to them, and you're going to honestly look them in the eye, and you're going to tell them what you love about them. Whether it's your husband or wife, come on, turn to one person, a friend, what do you love about that person right next to you? Come on, turn to somebody. What do you love? Is it their smile? Is it their shirt? What is it you love about them? What is your favorite thing you love about them? And then hug them and then you can be seated. Amen. You can be seated. Praise God. Now, now you can be seated. Now that I'm not saying you're prophesying, I'm just saying it's the same DNA is what I'm saying. I think I lost you. So part of the DNA of prophecy is edification. Everyone say, build someone up. Come on, say, build someone else up. Okay, so how do you do that? Well, you begin to start to speak, obviously, by the Spirit, obviously. But it's a building up thing. Not of yourself, but it's a building up of them. Amen? Praise God. Uh, real quick, would you do me a favor? I think I have, this is all I got. Okay, so if you want to spread those out. We have, we have several different aspects of our ministry. Uh, we have, I'm sorry I don't have our ministry cards for uh, TSM, but if you're interested in checking out our website, it's sharethefire.org. We also have a secondary part of our, our ministry called Ministry Training Institute. And so we have ministrytraininginstitute.com is another aspect of our ministry. And so, uh, yeah, you're welcome to check these out if you're interested. It's uh, uh, these cards that we're giving you. You can give them all out, brother. That's no problem. And uh, praise God, we, we want to connect with you. If you're interested on our book table, we have an email thing. We want to bless you with a free ebook. Uh, if you go there, it's a, e a free ebook on revival. Uh, we do have some different resources in the back on our book table. And uh, we've, uh, I shared last night, we have our, our most popular book we've ever written on, on hearing God's voice. And then we wrote a book on supernatural discipleship. I was blessed by what Pastor Ziggy was saying about uh, discipleship and soul winning and stuff. 
So we wrote a book on supernatural discipleship. That, that'll really greatly bless you uh, as well. You know what? I want to bless someone with this tonight. Who wants this one here? Uh, way in the back. Ah, I like your smile, sis. Bless you. Be blessed. All right. Be blessed. So, and, and you came a long way. Do you have this, Anne? You don't. So I bless you in the name of Jesus. Love you, sis. She's a sweetheart. She's from Dallas. Um, so uh, we also wrote a book. This one here is Robert Slairdon's favorite, and uh, he said he cried when he read it. And it's all about a revival culture, and we wrote this about 10 years ago, because everybody was calling everything revival. And so revival is not an extended meeting. Revival is, is something altogether different. Now, we've gotten into debates with some preachers, and they're like, I had one preacher tell me in New York, well, the word revival is not in the Bible. I go, hey, the word Bible is not in the Bible either. How about that? Put that in your pipe and smoke it, huh? I said, I said, you know, pulpit is not in the Bible, nor is youth group, nor is children's ministry, yet you have all of those. Come on, somebody, right? I mean, how dumb can you get, right? So we, we put this book together. Oh, my gosh, it just drove me crazy. Anyways, well, the Bible says, let the ignorant be ignorant still. So praise the Lord. So, no, um, we wrote this book. It's just called Show Us Your Glory. And, and the whole thing is about developing a revival culture. What does it look like? We, we were talking about food and stuff and, at, at lunch. And, and we've ministered on the East Coast. I used to pastor pretty close to Philadelphia. And that was the first time I ever had a real Philly cheesesteak. I was ruined, you know. First time I came to Texas and had real barbecue, I was ruined. Right? You can't go eat that somewhere else. Come on, somebody, right? Same thing is true with revival. When you really partaken of, you really tasted of a real powerful move of God and stuff, you can tell there's certain elements of it. And so that's what we put together in here. So I want to bless the pastor all the way from uh, Ohio. So be blessed. All right. So enjoy. But you got to promise you're going to read it, though, Pastor. All right, so all right, too. All right. Uh, lastly, if you're a little bit technical, we have these USBs in the back. Um, they have tons of information on it. Um, I don't know if you knew this or not, but January 1st, just three days ago, CD sales came to an end. Did you know that? CD sales, you won't be able to buy CDs any longer after January 1st. So all CD production has come to a full end. Everything is going USB. So uh, we've got all, t all kinds of USBs uh, in the back, and these go in your computer, your smart TV, your car, if you have a newer car, and they have audio, video, eBooks, worship on there. Each one has got a different school, like this one's prophetic school, this one's healing school. And uh, it'll really bless you. So all of that's in the back at the end. So I want to show you a quick video clip. Uh, just kind of shows some of our traveling ministry just over the last little over 25 years that we've been in the traveling ministry. Over 1,200 churches. So watch this. It's time. Time for the dead and gone. Time for the broken ones <laughs> to live again. 
time It's time for the dead to rise Time for the wings to fly To live again I can hear the calling I can hear the sound of rain
Come on, give Jesus a hand. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord's good. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Tonight, I want to do this. Um, Last night, I I, I brought it up, but tonight I want to share it again, is that uh, several years ago, God began to deal with me about each church that I would go into to give an opportunity for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. So if you're here tonight, maybe you weren't here last night, and you've never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, if that's you, quickly raise your hand. Anybody? One? Come on, going once, going twice. There's got to be more than one. Come on. Two? You've never been baptized in the Holy Ghost, spoken tongues? Two? Just both of you stand up in the name of Jesus. Just come on down here. There's at least one or two more. Quickly come right now. Your heart's beating fast because you know I'm talking about you. All right? So come, both of you stand right here. Face me. I'm going to pray for you. Is that okay? Yeah. All right? So stand right there. All right. So uh, there's at least one more. Quickly come. If that's you, quickly be obedient. We won't embarrass you. We just want to pray for you. Bless you. You don't want to get to heaven and God's going to say, why didn't you want my free gift? Is that right? Okay. So I want, uh, Pastor, help me draft two people that are not accustomed to getting people filled with the Holy Ghost. Draft me a couple of green ones, huh? All right. What do we got? All right, come on, my sis. Yeah, come on up. Just come up here in front. Don't start yet. Come up here, sis. Come up here. You, no, no, in front of them. You got to be in front of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Stay right there. Come on. Yeah. The cue is, is when they look down. That's the one you want to call right there. So. Well, come on down. Come on up. Come on up. Come on up. All right. Yeah. All right. Praise God. Okay. So I'm going to give you some instruction. Anyone else? Oh, she wants it too? Oh, she wants the baptism. All right. Yeah. Is there anyone else? Anyone else? Real quick. Real quick. You want to get in on this? Real quick. We're going to pray for you. I'm telling you, God's going to fill you with the Spirit. You? You? No, no, no. Oh, okay. (laughs) You. Okay. Come on down. Cool. Right here. Yep. Just stand here. All right, I'll draft a couple of others. You, are you a catcher? Are you, oh, yeah, yeah. And come up. You're going to help me pray, all right? And give me uh, this brother back here. Yeah, you. Yep, you in the gray shirt. Yep, come, come. All right. So just jump in front of whichever one you want. Same with you. And uh, two more, Pastor. Give me just two more real quick. Anna? Come on up, my sis. Ashley, come. <laughs> that stunned look is the anointing. I love it. Okay, so I'm just going to give you some real instruction. Okay, kids, you got to pay attention. Ready? So every language is made of two things, right? It's made of sound and syllable. So, so to speak in English, you have to make sound and syllable, right? So you can't talk in English like this. Because you're not making any 
or, all right, so you have to make one of the others. If you speak in Spanish, French, German, Italian, every language is the exact same. You have to have sound and syllable, right? You understand? So what are tongues? Tongues are a supernatural language made of sound. and syllable. Right. And so but you are the one that make the sound. So the Holy Spirit's going to come on you when these people pray for you. And then you, by faith, are going to speak in tongues. Now, what are you saying? You're not praying to you. God knows how many languages. All languages. Right. So God knows every language. Is that right? So, OK. So all of you raise your hands toward heaven. Close your eyes. Pray this out loud. Mean it with all your heart. Say, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus. I receive forgiveness of sins, cleansing of the past. Right now, tonight, I receive the free gift of the Holy Spirit. As soon as they pray for me, I'll be filled with the Spirit, and I'll speak in tongues in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, just lay hands on them, and no more instructions. Just pray in tongues right now. Come on, just lay hands on them. Come on, church, help us right now. Come on, help us right now. Come on, right now, lift your voice right now. Out loud. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Command you, be filled with the Holy Ghost. There it is, right there. Speak that out by faith, by faith. Even the same words, by faith, in the name of Jesus. Zangdovika, takalavas. That's it. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. You speak by faith. Just like you got saved. By faith, you speak by faith. In the name of Jesus. Samdoviki. Vidiamo. Kolodaras. That's it. Bengdavada. Danamakas. A little bit louder. In Jesus' name. Fill her right now. Fill her right now. Gimbododas. In the name of Jesus. Pray a little louder in tongues. Pray a little louder in tongues. Pray a little louder in tongues. Come on, church. Help them right now. Pray a little louder in tongues so they can hear you. Come on, church. Help them right now. Just for the next two, three minutes. Come on. Their whole life is changing. They'll never forget this night. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, fill them. Fill them. Fill them. Fill them. Fill them right now. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Command you be filled with the Holy Ghost. That's it. A little bit louder. All of you open your mouth by faith. Just keep going. Just keep going by faith right now. Just keep going by faith right now. You're just worshiping God. God knows what you're saying. Just by faith. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, be filled. Come on, one more minute, church. Everything you got. Come on, don't get tired. A little bit more, just one more minute. Come on, press through, press through. Just speak in a new tongue right now. Just speak in a new tongue right now. Baba vekete kelamo. Brosposata kita kalambo bambendo bandutes. Come on, 30 seconds. Come on, 30 seconds. Come on, church. Come on, come on, come on. Brono da don de de masa cavadana mando shititi. Ere da mandi dendengalo monombru bobasposo kotolov. Vedadan mande de de seketi kalavadamo shostiti. 
Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise, somebody, tonight. <laughs> awesome. Give him a big hug in the name of Jesus, and you can be seated. Praise God. That's great. How awesome is that? So you don't just learn by hearing, you learn by doing. Come on, somebody, right? Is that right? I said you learn by doing. Is that right? So you learn by doing. So there's something about the action of, of doing. So tonight, if you have uh, your Bibles with, me, with you, I want to share something with you uh, out of the book of uh, Romans. And so Romans chapter 12 <clears throat> So Romans, the 12th chapter. So Romans 12, Pastor Ziggy was quoting this earlier. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies. What? Living sacrifice. So you have to present your bodies. Can we all agree with that? So you, everyone say, I present. So God's not going to take it. You have to present it, right? So you present your bodies, what? A living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not, now in the same breath, he says, and do not be conformed, right, to this world. Now, the word conformed there in the Greek, it, it means don't be put into a mold. So he's saying don't get in the same mold as the world. But he says, be what? Transformed. Now, does he say be transformed by the laying on of hands? Does he say be transformed by a prophetic word? Does he say be transformed by falling on the ground? Does he say be transformed by uh, just speaking in tongues? No, he says be transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. That's where the transformation takes place. So some people want you to lay hands on them and make all their problems go away. But sometimes you have to be the one to present your bodies to God, and you and I have to be the ones to begin to, at the same time, put, so to speak, our minds, our, our uh, mind, will, and emotions, and our thoughts, so to speak, on the altar of God. Thank you for your resounding enthusiasm. All right? So, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove. So all of this is you, you, you. So he starts in verse 1, you, now in verse 2, you. He says that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God, right? So the, the mind renewal begins, it begins the, the transformation of the believer. Now this is what God, God dropped in my heart, is do-it-yourself brain surgery, so that's what I'm calling this tonight, all right? Everyone say, do-it-yourself brain surgery. Okay, so God is saying, he's giving you a revival button that will transform your life. Praise God for falling out. Praise God for laying on the hands. Praise God for, you know, visions and dreams and prophetic words. And praise God, praise God, praise God. Those are all good, important, and, and essential to the, to, to the believer. But the transformation that God wants to do in our lives, come on somebody, really takes place in the renewal of the mind. Amen. 
and that mind renewal. Now, I, I know it firsthand. Now, some of you may know my story, but I grew up in a, in a, in a Lutheran family, and, and my whole family, was all they did was talk sickness all the time. I mean, all the time. I mean, every single day was sickness, sickness, sickness. And, and, and that's all they've ever known, this whole life of sickness. In fact, when the guy had the heart attack on the field the other night on Monday Night Football, my mom calls me right away because she's, she's all concerned about that. You know what I mean? As far as for herself. And so all I ever grew up was talk around sickness. I mean, our, our dinner table was, you know, what do you have? I might have the same thing. Oh, my God, don't get too close to me here. You know what I mean? And, and so every day was the exact same thing. So when I got saved, um, within the first two weeks of my salvation, uh, like a spiritual mom in my life, she gave me a book called Healing the Sick from T.L. Osborne. And when I read that book, instantly, with the Word of God that was in it, I would follow the Word from the book and my mind began to change. I noticed, one, I wasn't getting sick all the time like the rest of my family. And two, I noticed my thoughts regarding sickness. Sickness was not a friend. Come on, somebody. And everything began to change when I got saved. Why? Because there was a mind renewal of the Word of God that was going in. And it was uh, transforming every single area of my life. Come on, right? See, some people, you know, like when, when he was talking about the offering, some people are like, well, let's get to the main thing. And they don't realize that is part of the main thing. Why? Because it's a part of mind renewal. I'll just try this church over here. It's a part of mind renewal. You guys got to work over there. I mean, come on. Right? Okay. So it's a part of mind renewal. Part of mind renewal. <laughs> they want another shot. They don't get another shot. Sorry. It's one, one and done. No. I'm teasing him. I'm teasing. All right. So, so part of mind renewal is in every area that we allow the Word of God. Like last night, we were talking about being vulnerable to the Spirit and stuff like that. So it's as we allow the Spirit of God to challenge us in every particular area, that's where we begin to start to see the transformation. Right? Amen. And so where God begins to re-identify everything and begins to change everything. Why? Because we've been living in an upside-down kingdom, and so he's turning us right-side up in our thinking. So when you got saved, you got one-third perfect. Your, your spirit was saved. But your soulish man had to be renewed, and your body still has to be healed. Come on, somebody, right? So you're one-third perfect, you know. Tell your neighbor, say, I'm one-third perfect. <laughs> okay? But it's the other two-thirds that we have to walk it out with the Word. Come on, somebody, right? And that's where we begin to start to walk it out. Now, when I got saved, I was 16 years old, and... And a lot of the other kids in my youth group all backslid, almost all of them. Almost every single one of the kids backslid and were gone from the Lord. Many of them have come back to the Lord and stuff. But just a handful of us stayed with the Lord. And it was because of, I know it was because I put the word first place in my life. Come on, right? I just began to put God's word in my eyes, in my ears. I was listening to the word. I was singing the word. I was reading the word. I was being transformed by God's word. Oh, yeah. Right? 
And so that's a part of revival. Part of revival is, is that we allow the word to begin to change us in our attitudes. Tell your neighbor, say, he's talking about you right now. Okay. Okay. So, so part of it is where we begin to, even with our attitudes, that we begin to start to the way we process and the way that we converse with one another. I've had some people say, well, you know, my personality, I, I, I just, I don't want to be around people and I don't want to talk to people. Well, then get delivered of your personality. Come on. Well, you know, my heritage or my genealogy or, or my, you know, ethnicity or whatever. You don't have that excuse. You are now born again. You're born from above. Come on, somebody. So everything should say, so you should look like Jesus, not like your relatives. Come on, right? I mean, when I got saved, I mean, God just, you know, took out of me in one second. He just took all the anger out. I was just an angry person and fighting and just like my family and stuff. And I was just, it was just ripped out of me. I'm like, well, Lord, Lord, don't stop there. There's plenty other stuff to rip out, you know. And so, but I realized that God was trying to teach me to walk by faith, right? And so, learning how to take God's word and begin to apply it, and begin to transform my walk, and begin to start to transform the way I thought and everything else. And so, that's why Jesus, you know, when he uh, went and and would preach the gospel, he would use the word repent. Now. Today, the word repent, we think, go to the altar and cry. But repent actually comes from the word of to change your thoughts. That's all it means. It just means change your thoughts. Repent doesn't mean cry. Repent means change the way you think. Come on, prophesy that to your neighbors. They change the way you think. Okay? So you have to change the way you think. And the moment you start to, by faith, we take the word, and as we begin to take God's word, and we begin to apply it and change it, instantaneously the word of God begins to transform that part of our lives. I remember many years ago as a, as a young believer, I went and, and I had just accidentally led people to Christ. I didn't know what in the world I was doing. You know, how many of you can relate with that one, right? I mean, just accidentally you lead someone to the Lord. And, and then I heard the preacher get up and say, you know, you need to win souls. You need to, you know, get people saved and stuff. And all of a sudden this weird fear began to come. And so the Holy Spirit began to speak to me and to say, you just need to the same way that you learned about healing and all of those other things, you have to change the way you think regarding that. Because my thoughts were, this is hard. And so I just took the word and said, it's not hard, it's easy. Come on, somebody, right? And then when I wanted to learn to hear God's voice, I went and I did the exact same thing. I said, God, you said your sheep hear your voice. So I'm not trying to hear God's voice. I'm his sheep. I hear his voice. And the voice of a stranger I'll not follow. Come on. What am I doing? I'm transforming. I'm transforming by the renewal of my mind. Amen. And I'm beginning now, all of a sudden, praise God for when God does surgery. You know, last night the altar was full and God was doing surgery and touching people and ministering and uh, you know, so many were weeping and, and stuff like that as the Holy Spirit was touching them here in the altar. But 
you know, that, that's a great starting place. But then when you walk out, now you got to walk it out. Now you got to walk it out, right? And that's where you see the full transformation. We were talking about a dear friend of ours in, in Ohio who, um, uh, he's, he's a great businessman, and he came to our, our meetings way back in 2008, and I started teaching on the offering on giving. And I could see him getting red in the face the longer I would teach on the offering. <laughs> and so I would just put the pedal to the metal because I thought, this guy needs a breakthrough. You understand? So I went, and I just kept going, and I just kept going and kept going. And then the one night I said, listen, we're going to pray for everyone's finances that God does a miracle in your finances. Well, I had no idea he was a businessman that was going to declare bankruptcy that Friday. And this is Wednesday night. So Wednesday night, they all brought, everyone brought their bills. Well, this brother, he came with a wheelbarrow full of bills. I'm not even kidding you. They were stacked that high. I said, brother, did you take someone else's bills? I mean, I've never seen this many bills. He goes, I, I was going bankrupt on Friday. I said, don't. Let's see what God does. Let's do it the Word of God way. Let's see what the Holy Spirit does. And so we went and we prayed for a miracle and stuff. And, and he went and he started to hear me teach on the offering and stuff. All of a sudden he realized it's not about a, a getting thing. It's, it's about a, a mindset of, of provision. I said it's a mindset of provision. Now, the word provision is two words in English. It's pro, which means before, and vision, which means to see, right? That's why when God was called El, it's not El Shaddai, um, Jehovah Jireh, it actually means the God who sees before the need. I'll say that one more time. The God who sees before you ever even have a need. That's what Jehovah Jireh means. We, you know, because of the song, we say, you know, my, uh, you know, Jehovah Jireh, my provider, you know, but that's not what it literally means. You look it up in the Hebrew, it actually means the God who sees before the need. That's why when he was going up the mountain, the Bible says he said to the lad that was with him, my son and I are going up the mountain and we're going to worship the Lord and we're going to present, we're going to worship him with an offering. And we shall come back down together. <laughs> and the Bible says, as, as they went up the mountain, the Bible says there was on the other side of the mountain, what does it say there was? A ram. And what happened? It got caught in the thicket. Is that right? So their blessing was taking steps, every step. Now listen, every step of obedience of mind renewal up the mountain of Abraham and Isaac, every step, there was a, there was a provision going to meet them at the top of the mountain. The same thing is true with you and I. As we change the way we think, we start to change the way we think, we'll begin to start to see God move in every single area. I mean, that guy, I was telling uh, Pastor that uh, he, he was so touched and so transformed and so stirred up about giving that he told me afterwards, he said, Tom, he said, I... I find myself going into restaurants and paying for everybody else's dinner and, <laughs> and just blessing people and stuff with money I don't even hardly have. And then God just brings provision back to me. Come on, somebody. I mean, what happened? It was mind renewal. Everyone say mind renewal. So it's not just mind renewal in one area, but it's mind renewal in all areas. Is that right? So it's every area God wants to change the way we think. So 
Now, go with me to Ephesians chapter 4. I know you know these things, but it's good to be reminded. Right? So Ephesians 4 talks about he ascended on high, led captivity captive, and then it says, um, verse 11, he gave some to be apostles, prophets, some evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the equipping of the saints, or the training of the saints is a better way to say it, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, until, everyone say until. So in other words, these five gifts are only for a period of time. Until what? Until Jesus comes? No, it says until we come into the unity of the faith, until the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man. Now, perfect is a horrible translation. In the Greek, it says a mature man. So in other words, we'll not need apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers when the body of Christ grows up into full maturity. There won't be a need for us. Come on, right? But in the meantime, we're training up the body to grow up at the same time. Hallelujah, right? Because he says, into the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Everyone say fullness. So see, fullness is God's ultimate thing, right? Then he says that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, Cunning craftiness, deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things in him who is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body, joint and knit together, by which every joint supplies, according to the effectual working of which every part does its share, causes growth to the body for the edifying of itself. This I say, therefore, in the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk or the rest of the nations walk, in the futility of their Okay, so he's talking about the world's mind. Having then, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because the ignorance that's in them because of the blindness of their heart, right? Being past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness to work all uncleanness with greediness, but you've not so learned Christ if indeed you've heard him have been taught by him, and this truth is in Jesus, that you, now it's back at you again, just like Romans 12 said, that you would put off concerning your former conduct, what? The old man. So the old man is not your dad. The old man is the old way you used to think. Come on, tell your neighbor, say, get rid of the old man. So here he says, you get rid of the old man, that old way of thinking, come on, right? Which grows corrupt according to its deceitful lusts and be renewed in what? The spirit of your mind. One day God spoke to me about 10 years ago about that verse because I always struggled with that verse and the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He said, the spirit of your mind is the direction you point your thoughts. I'll say that again. The spirit of your mind is the direction you point your thoughts. If you point your thoughts in depression, guess what? Come on, help me. You can't fish for depression and get joy. 
Some people, they're out fishing all the time. They're fishing, uh, and, they're, uh, and they're, trying to, they're trying to catch depression, and they're wondering why they don't get joy. Well, number one, you're fishing for the wrong thing. Come on, right? you got to fish in a different pond. You have to focus your thoughts in a different direction. You have to grab those thoughts and turn them to it, just like I had to turn from sickness and disease and death and had to turn my thoughts toward health and healing. Amen. Now, most of my family is still not saved, but they all have to testify that I'm the only one that's not sick all the time like them. <laughs> so they know that there's something to this, but they don't know exactly what it is. You understand? Because their minds are unrenewed. I mean, that's okay, whatever. And uh, um, so praise God. But so here, the spirit of your mind, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So what direction are you pointing your thoughts? Where are you fishing? Where are you fishing in your thoughts? Where are you? Are you fishing in thoughts of self-condemnation? Are you fishing in thoughts of anger or fishing in thoughts of woe is me or I'm you know, I've been, you know, so abused or whatever it might be, you know, and, and you might have been, but you still have to fish out of a different pond. Why? Because you're a new man in Christ. Come on. Therefore, if any man is in Christ, listen, if you're in Christ, you're not in you anymore. So get out of you and get in Christ. <laughs> in Christ, there is no depression. You can't fish for depression in Christ. I mean, you'll look for it. There's no, there's no, you know, there's no pond to fish for depression in Christ. Right? There's only joy. There's only happiness. There's only peace. Come on, somebody, right? And so I'm telling you, the moment you start to point the direction of your thoughts. Now, this is a word from God for someone tonight. Amen. That you point the direction of your thoughts. Right? The moment you redirect and repoint the direction of your thoughts, I'm telling you, the Spirit of God will begin to bless it. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I'm telling you. And so, so sometimes you kind of have to grab your thoughts by the nap of the neck, you know. So he goes on to say that you'd put on the new man. So he says it the second time, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness, therefore putting away lying, and he goes into all of this other stuff. Now, from there, go over to Romans chapter 8. I'm giving you a word workout tonight. So Romans 8. Romans the 8th chapter. Now, many people don't know this, you know, but even the, the name Satan and all of that, you know, the, do you know that the name Satan actually comes from the, the word accuser? So that's where his name comes from. In fact, the word devil actually comes from the Greek word that means this, to throw something through your mind. That's what the word devil means. The word devil means to throw something, an object, through your mind. That's what the word devil means. <laughs> so the, word, the very word, so where is the devil going to tempt you? <laughs> Come on, somebody. <laughs> it's got to be in the arena of your thoughts. Is that right? So the very word devil, if the, his, his origination of his name comes from to throw something through your thoughts, that's where the devil's fighting you. He's not fighting you in the, in the heavenlies. Come on. He's fighting you between the ears. 
<laughs> Amen? So many people think, you know, like, like especially when we go and we, we have revival meetings just like, like you do, Pastor Zeke. We go and, and we go into a different place. Like this weekend, we're going to Wisconsin, and then next week I go to Mississippi. And so, in some places that I'm looking to see if we can get a breakthrough, it's always the breakthrough. Guess where? In the mind, in their thoughts, and the moment they change it. I, I remember in two, uh, 2020, we went and I said, "Well, we're gonna we're gonna stay open as a ministry, and if." They throw us in jail. They throw us in jail. We'll have a jail ministry, but we're not closing for no, nobody, right? And our governor was a Nazi of Nazis, all right? So y'all have a good one, I think, here. But so, but anyways, um, I just said, we're going to do it. If it hair lips the devil and his cousin, I don't care. We're going to do it. So th- we talked to this local pastor there in Minnesota, and he said, well, let's have, let's have some Holy Ghost meetings. And I said, okay. So we went. And we ended up being there a little over two months, about almost three months, in, in, in revival meetings. But the first meeting we got to, you know what he did? He went and had all of this, um, oh, what do they call Masks and you know, uh, what do they call that? Uh, the fluid sanitizer and everything. I said, brother, we're a healing ministry. i I would quit the ministry if I had everybody have to mask up. I'm telling you right now. Then Jesus is defeated and his work was worthless. And the blood of Jesus would be a worthless thing. Come on, somebody. Either he's a healing Jesus or he's not. Come on. So I went and I said, throw that trash out. I I said, just get rid of it. We don't need it. I said, if they come in with COVID, we'll drive it out of them. Come on, right? And I mean, that first meeting, it was like, I mean, the pastor was nervous as could be. And he was like, oh, my God, I don't know. And, and I said, brother, I said, even Fauci will tell you himself, it's less than a half of 1% fatality rate. I'll try that one more time. Less than one half of 1%. But if you flip on the television, it sounds like it's the opposite, 99.5%. Why? Because it messes with your, your thoughts, right? COVID, 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 COVID. You know what I mean? We had a joke, like if my wife and I were out, and you know, if I took a drink of water or something, we were at a restaurant, and if I went, <coughs> I'd, have to, I'd instantly go, it's not COVID, everybody. It's kind of a joke between my wife and I. But. So, but that first meeting, that was so difficult for that church to, to get over with and stuff. And so, why? Because it has so affected people's minds. And we've seen it for the last 24 months absolutely transform the entire world. Come on, somebody. I, I mean, I, I've put on my Facebook, I don't know how many times, you're telling me a virus that escaped a fourth level bio, you know, <laughs> whatever they call it, uh, a place, you know, but your little mask with duckies on it can keep it out. I mean, how dumb can you get and still breathe? I mean, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. I told the church, I told the church the first service, I said, we go to parts of Africa where people have blood pouring out of their eyeballs and their ears, full of AIDS and HIV. And we lay hands on them, we hug them, and we got blood all over us and stuff. We don't, we're not scared of that. Come on, somebody. We go into leper colonies. 
We go into leper colonies, the most contagious disease ever known to man. And we love and we hug on these people and we lay hands on them and God heals them. So I'm not worried, concerned about a 0.2%. Come on, somebody. Amen. Anyways, so that first meeting, we had a woman came. She heard about the healing meeting, so she came. She had been in a horrible car accident, busted her hip, busted her back, and she was in a full back brace. Same thing happened to me at Pastor Jim's in Springfield. But So she came, and she was in just terrible shape. She was born again and stuff, and... <laughs> And so she come up, she's all masked up, and stuff, which I think she was double masked. <laughs> and so she comes on down the front. I told her, I said, this is a COVID-free zone. You can't get COVID down here, trust me. I said that, right? So anyways, it's, you won't get that joke. But anyways, so I went and I laid hands on her. I grabbed her waist. I said, in the name of Jesus, I command your spine be healed. And then I took my hands off, and she was going to go sit down. I said, no, don't go sit down. Take that thing off. She said, oh, no, she said, you don't understand, I need an Allen wrench, and I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm literally hooked up from my, almost my knees up to my upper, you know, back, and I go, well, I got the microphone, no one's going anywhere, I said, we'll wait, if it takes 20 minutes, you know, so the guys ran in the back, come out with the Allen wrenches, and they're unhooking her, and she's got tubes running in and out, she looked like she was having an oil change or something, but... So we took this brace off, this hard shell brace, and I said, touch your toes as fast as you can. And she bent over and she touched her toes and she stood up and just burst out crying. She was totally healed. Come on, somebody. Amen. Come on. Give the Lord a hand. Amen. But the battle was here. And so once the battle was won, she was so excited, she and her husband got on Harley-Davidson motorcycles, and they drove all the way from Minneapolis, Minnesota, all the way to Little Rock, Arkansas, and back in two days. <laughs> and she just testified everywhere they went of God healing her. Come on, somebody. And she said, I haven't rode, ridden motorcycles since I had this car accident. Come on. Is that awesome, huh? But that's the thoughts, right? It's a thought process. So praise God. So Romans chapter 8 says this, verse, uh, verse 5. For those who live according to the flesh. How do, what do they do? They set their mind on things of the flesh. Now, do you remember the verse we just read? Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. What is it? It's the direction you point your thoughts. So verse 5 says, it says, those who live according to the flesh set their mind, come on, on things of the flesh. So where they're fishing is what they're going to catch. Is that right? And it begins in their thoughts. Come on, right? For, and he goes on to say, uh, and those who live according to the Spirit, come on, what does it say? The things of the Spirit, right? The exact same thing, right? So you set your mind. Everyone say, set your mind. Set your mind. Circle that in your Bibles if you brought your Bible. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Is that right? For the carnal mind is enmity against God. It's not subject to the law of God. Um, nor indeed can be. So, so how do I begin this process? Well, you begin the process right here. You begin the process over in 1 Corinthians 10. So look in 1 Corinthians 10. 
We're going quick. Oh, sorry, 2 Corinthians 10. I was like, wait a minute. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God through the pulling down of strongholds. Now, you, you hear some churches, you'd swear that the strongholds are up there. But here he goes on in verse 5 and tells us where the strongholds are. Casting down imaginations. And everything, now where do you get imaginations? Come on, somebody. In your mind, right? Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought to what? To the captivity of Christ. In other words, to captivate it. Why? Because the one called devil is the one who throws thoughts at your, at your mind all the time. That's why he's called devil. Every day, when you leave this service, he will throw thoughts at your mind. Is that right? He will throw thoughts at your mind. Throw thoughts at your mind. Throw thoughts at your mind. Throw thoughts at... He'll do it on Monday. He'll do it on Tuesday. He'll do it on Wednesday. Come on, right? He'll do it on Sunday morning on the way to church. Right? And, and, and so that's where we have to take those thoughts captive. Where am I focusing my thoughts. Where am I pointing my thoughts? I have to have, I have to do it myself, brain surgery, so to speak. Amen. So what do I do? So the first thing you got to do is you got to begin to elevate the word of God in your life. That's why I want to challenge people. Listen, I understand we live in the 21st century. I understand that. But John Knox was burned alive that you could have a Bible in your hands, not a Bible on your phone. Come on. He was literally burned alive. Wycliffe was killed that you and I could have a Bible. Come on, somebody. Physically in our hands. When a country wants to take over another country or when a regime takes over, what did the Nazis do in the 30s when they took over? It was the first thing they did. Burn all the books. Is that right? And now, if you notice, on the apps on your phone, you have to sign an agreement every time you download an app. You know that? And in the small print, it says, we, did, we reserve the right to delete your app in a moment with no notice. So there may be a day coming, come on somebody, when you've been relying on your phone and doop, there's nothing there for a Bible. There's nothing there. Come on somebody. And I say it like this. Listen, if I have to battle the enemy in my thoughts how can I, how can I, in an app on my phone, have all the things that God has said? Now, I can, I can show you in the Word of God here in my Bible, I can show you of hundreds of pages of notes of everything that God has said over the years. Come on, somebody. So that's where I want to challenge you. Get back to getting a physical Bible in church. I know it's cool not to have one in church, in the 21st century of skinny jeans, I understand that. But let's just break this stupid culture, come on somebody, of skinny jeans and not bringing our Bible. Let's just shock the devil out of his head. Let's just, let's this week, let's this week, let's just shock the devil and everyone bring a Bible. Oh my gosh, I think the devil will fall off of his throne in hell. 
He actually brought a physical Bible to church. I can't even believe it. I mean, wow, we, amen. So number one, elevate the word of God. Elevate the word. Just like pastor said, begin to every day, elevate the word, right? Number two, you gotta, you gotta meditate on it. You gotta meditate on it. You have to literally begin to start to ponder it. So the word meditate means actually better in Hebrew than in, even in Greek is in, in Hebrew, it says to mutter or mumble. That's Bible meditation. Bible meditation is not like, Eastern meditation is draining out. Hinduism, Buddhism, it drains energy out. Bible meditation fills you up. It's the exact opposite. So you're not draining out energy. You're receiving the presence of God. You're receiving, come on somebody, revelation from the word. How do you get it? By meditating on the word. Joshua 1, 8, in, in, in uh, you know, Psalms chapter 1, verse 1, right? All of these different verses, uh, Psalms 4, 4, all of these different verses, Psalms 119 talks about, I'll meditate on your word. Psalms 77 says, I'll meditate on your works. Come on, right? So when you begin to do that, what, what are you doing? You're changing everything. So I, I was just doing a, a, a training on, on healing, on ministering healing to the sick, and I was telling people, what happened is, this is what the Holy Spirit told me 25 years ago. He said, the church has divorced itself from the head. I said, what? He said, the, the church has divorced itself from the head Christ. They call him Christ over there and them worms over here. But if you're the, listen, Pastor Ziggy's body is also called Ziggy. Is that true? Is that right? What's your name? Bailey. So Bailey's head's name's Bailey. Her body's not Jane. Come on, somebody. My head's name is Tom, and my body's name is Tom. Come on, somebody. So if the head is Christ, the body is. So you are Christ. That's who you are. You are Christ on the earth. So now... We don't see ourselves as a woman with the issue of blood trying to get healing. Now we're the one in Christ bringing the garment. Come on, somebody. That someone else may be healed. Come on, somebody. So now I'm not the one trying to get because that divorces me from it and it takes me out of Christ. But I'm in Christ. If I'm in Christ, I have to read the Gospels that I am raising up this, you know, this blind person. Come on, somebody. I read it like I'm inside of him. Come on, somebody. Amen? And if that's the truth, what are you doing? You're renewing your mind. Come on, right? Everyone say, renew your mind. Replacing, number three, whatever number I'm on, I, I don't know. Number three, replace the lies that's been told you with the word of God. Replacing lies. So you have to replace lies. Some of us have been told lies of, like last night, I was talking about relationships. You understand? It's just like a lion. You go to a, any zoo in America, and you go to any zoo, and you'll see a lion, and that lion will walk. Here he is, the king of the jungle, and he will walk a 10 by 10 prison cell. And he will think that's normal. You can open the door, and he'll look at it, but he'll still walk the dimensions of that because that's what he sees. And that's the majority of believers. All they know is toxicity. Come on, somebody. 
They grew up in toxicity. They were in a toxic uh, 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 family life or whatever it might be. And they never let the word begin to change that. And so they literally are like that lion. They've gotten accustomed to bondage. So they're used to walking in bondage. I think it's in, not in Haggai, I think it's in Habakkuk. It says, uh, no, excuse me, in the book of Hosea, he says, the people said, let us have a little revival in our bondage. Look it up. I'm not even going to tell you where it is. You got to read the whole Bible. How about that? All right. You look up. It's, he said those words, let us have a little revival in our bondage. And that's where the majority of the church is. I'm telling you, last year we were in like 20-some different states, and we saw so many people content, so many churches content. We don't have. This is hard. It's hard. This is hard ground. This part of the country, the devil, oh, man, the devil's headquarters is right down the street here. You just turn right at the light, and that's the devil's headquarters. And I'm thinking, yeah, but the last church I came from, they told me the same thing. Come on, somebody, right? And what, the, what is it? It's the prison cell. And they've walked that thing for so long. Now, I'll just throw myself under the bus. Now, even though I was born again, uh, when I first got saved, I had a real toxic relationship with my father in particular. And I just grew accustomed to it just because the way that he treated me and spoke with me and stuff like that. And, and so from 16 on and and, but God healed me. That was the first thing that God healed me from. And so God healed me on my heart with my relationship with my, my natural dad. But I still had to learn that that was not normal. One day God spoke that to me. He said, Tom, I want you to know that's not normal. Your relationship with your dad, that's not normal. That's not a normal, healthy relationship. I'm like, really? Because <laughs> that's all I had ever known. Come on, somebody. Now, this is a word for someone tonight, because all you've known is this cage, come on somebody, of whether it's in relationship or whether it's a way that you think of yourself and everything else, and the devil just uses that cage to confine you. Even though the gate is open, even though the door is open, no one's holding you there, but you're holding yourself by your own thoughts. Your own thoughts are just keeping you in prison. But I believe that if you'll break that thing, come on somebody. I said, if you'll break that thing. I said, if you'll break that thing tonight. Now I was telling pastor of a story of a, a lady actually in your town, Ann. What's, what's the name of the town where it used to work there? Say again? Plano. Yeah, I can never remember, remember that name. So and this gal, she was a young, young girl, young, young lady, pastor's daughter. And, uh, but she saw the promises of God regarding prosperity. And she said, Lord, you're going to bless me. And she began to just start to just speak to herself and encourage herself. Come on, somebody. And she began to start to say, God, I'm not going to live in poverty. Young, young little Nigerian girl, 19-year-old girl. And she took $26. This is a true story. Two years ago. Two years ago, this week, this is her testimony. She took $26, and in 12 months, she had $6 million investing in the stock market. It, the Holy Ghost began to teach her, and she, she ended up on Yahoo Finance, uh, Yahoo News, and uh, she's been on MSNBC, and, and she's spoken to <laughs> Fortune 500 companies. And now her companies in Plano is worth like 15 to $20 million dollars. 
She's 21. She'd never even been to college, not a day into college in her life. Come on, somebody. And, and God has raised this girl up. She's got a YouTube channel with like 100,000 people on it and stuff. And, and she raises up entrepreneurs. Come on. And she started with 26 bucks two years ago this week. Come on, somebody. Tell your neighbor, say, I'm breaking this. Come on, somebody. Say, I'm breaking out. Amen. The only thing, some people are like, well, I'm on a fixed income. I told someone, well, then unfix it. You fixed it, not, not, not God. God doesn't fix it. He said, listen, the, you know, the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. Come on, somebody, shout amen. amen. Right? And so you have to replace the lies with God's word, right? I always say this, is that uh, then you got to begin to start to speak the word. Start to speak the word over yourself and over your cir- circumstance, right? What are you doing? You're prophesying it. Just like the first thing God did in the earth. What was the first thing God did in this this planet? He spoke it into existence. Is that right? The first prophetic word was from God Almighty. And he didn't say, whoo, man, it's dark. Man, it's stinking dark out there. Come on, somebody. God looked at darkness and called forth light. There was no light to be seen. But God spoke darkness. Come on, somebody. Excuse me. God spoke light, sorry. In the midst of darkness. Sorry about that, right? (laughs) Tongue twister, right? So, but God began to speak it. How did he do it? Because his mind was clear. He didn't need to be renewed. Come on, right? But now he wants us as sons of God to begin to start to do the same thing. He wants you to create a brand new world wherever you are. No matter what it is you want to see God do in your life in in 2023. Come on, right? That you begin to start to do it yourself, brain surgery. Change those old patterns. No matter what it might be, start to speak the exact opposite. Come on, somebody, right? Just just like whether it's financial, like I said before, or whether it's, you know, as far as uh, divine healing, whether it's even in a marital situation, begin to speak the opposite, (laughs) Lay hands on your husband's pillow. Say, sick him, Holy Ghost. Don't let this man sleep tonight. Just sick him in his dreams, right? <laughs> Smack him upside the head or whatever you got to do, right? Come on, right? <laughs> Hallelujah. But do it yourself. You have to do it. You have to take your thoughts and start to change your thoughts. Amen? Last, last scripture, Colossians, quick. Just Colossians chapter 3. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 3. So as you go to Colossians 3, I just I scratched something down that the carnal mind, the carnal mind, what it does is it always elevates self above God's word. The carnal mind always will elevate self. Well, you're different. You're the exception to the rule. You understand? And what the carnal mind does is it kicks in and it agrees with those thoughts of the enemy. And it begins to start to say, yeah, but you're, you're the exception, not the rule, and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and it tries to, to get you out of the promises and the blessings of God. Come on, right? Is that true? 
And so that's where we have to say, we have to grab a hold of that carnal mind, that old man thinking, and we have to say, no, I'm going to put on the new man. I'm going to put on the new man, which is renewed in Christ. I'm going to put on, I'm going to put on, I'm in Christ. I have everything that I need. Come on, somebody, right? No matter what it is. You know, the, the Lord gave me a, a message. We were ministering in this one church, and it was the weirdest message title he ever gave me. The anointing for everything. That's what he called it. I was like, what a weird name. And I looked in first, uh, first John chapter 4, where it says that the anointing that you've received him, from him abides in you, and you need not be taught by anyone. Come on. Because the same anointing teaches you all things. Is that right? So it's literally an anointing for everything. <laughs> Everyone say, I got an anointing for everything. Right? So the anointing of God comes into your life to teach you. The anointing teaches you how to renew your mind, how to change the way you think, how to, how to change the way you minister, how to change the way you bless people and stuff, and get out of the mindset of victimhood. I'm telling you, church, we have to get out of the mindset of that and get into the mindset of, listen, I'm a mentor to somebody else. I'm going to be a man of God to somebody else. Come on, somebody. I'm going to be a woman of God to somebody else. Amen. I'm going to become a leader of leaders. Is that right? I mean, just think of it like this, that, that everybody in this building tonight knows more of God's word than the majority of the early church. Are you with me? The Corinthians never read Ephesians. The Colossians never got to read Philippians. The Romans never got to see 1 Corinthians and all of that stuff. We get to see the full counsel of the Word of God. They had to catch it by the Holy Ghost. But you and I are giving it right in front of us. The very thoughts of God to what? Reprogram the way we think. Amen. Amen. Will you help me on the guitar, brother? Right? To reprogram, to completely change it. Now, I have a little bit of a computer background and stuff, but... The Lord just explained it to me like this. It's kind of like an antivirus. It's like the word of God is like an antivirus. It, what does it do? Is it goes in and it gets out that virus. Now, if you know what a, how, how many of you know what a virus in a computer is? Anybody? So it's basically what it is in a nutshell, in layman's terms. It's a program somebody created in their mother's basement with peanut butter on their fingers and Cheetos. And they just wanted to just terrorize and put it out there. And it's a program that's looking for a weak computer to get into your computer. Unless you have a firewall or an antivirus. Why? What does the antivirus do? The antivirus goes in and it roots out that other program and it destroys it. Come on, somebody. What does the Word of God do? John G. Lake said this 100 years ago. He said, the word of God goes into the brain, into the vortex of the brain, and it literally transforms even the way that your brain functions. That's how powerful God's word is. That's why the enemy doesn't want you to read the word. Come on. The enemy will do anything to keep you from the word of God. Anything he can. Why? Because it's life to those that find it, and it's health and healing to their flesh. 
But it's life to those who find it, not to those who hear it. In other words, you got to look for it. We can't just give it to you. got to look for it. you got to search for it yourself. Amen? Amen. Praise God. So, Lord, we thank you tonight for this word that you spoke tonight. Lord, I thank you for transformation in people's thoughts. Just all over the house, just lift your hands right now. Lord, you're transforming the way people think. Out of the old way of doing things. Like the man at the pool of Bethesda. I don't have anyone to put me in the water. Jesus wasn't asking him if he had someone to put him in the water. Jesus was going to bring him healing. But the man was too busy looking at, it, looking at his victimhood. And he had to change it and look at Jesus, and that's where his healing would take place. Come on, right? So now we change in every area, whether it's you want to hear God's voice, whether it's you want to begin to understand, you know, revelation of the word, whether it is, it's, it's divine healing, right? Or whether it's in, in ministering deliverance, whether it's in whatever it might be, evangelism. Maybe that E word makes you just, man, you get nervous and you just run out or whatever. You have to change that. Change that in your thoughts. Change that. Grab a hold of God's word. Redirect. Stop fishing in that old area. You may be here tonight and be like, well, just wave your hand over me and I want to get rid of depression. Well, God can do that. But the majority of the time is you got to stop putting your fishing pole in that, in that pond. <laughs> you got to stop fishing over there, man. I mean, you got to literally take your fishing pole and rod and reel and you might have to break it tonight. <laughs> Come on, amen. Come on, just... Right now, just for the next few minutes, just pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on right now, just stir your spirit, man. Come on, stir your spirit, man. Brandidi da mana di asa katalo vadosak. Brando da mana di asa katisha sistiko takolo vadomo sakavo. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Pastor Ben, stand up. You and your wife, just stand up. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I just heard the Lord say this. There's going to be great signs and wonders and miracles in your ministry. In a in a grander way than you've ever seen before. The Lord says that from this night, that crutches will fly in your ministry. You're going to literally throw crutches across the room as the Lord raises up the lame and the cripples. And, and God's going to begin to start to bring in a whole new crowd of people into your church. A whole different group, a very non-religious group. Uh, I even just, I, I really even just see in my spirit, I just see like new age people even starting to come. Yeah. God just, God giving you a heart for the new age community and stuff. And I don't know what that means exactly, but, but thank you, Jesus, for bringing it to pass in the name of Jesus. Blessed be the Lord. God's good. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. This lady here, uh, you, yeah, you sister, stand up, stand up. Yeah. Just stand up. What's your name? Anna? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're an evangelist. 
Yeah, you're an evangelist at heart. Like, you just love to just share. There's like a natural flow out of you of natural love for the lost. You Like your heart just burns and bleeds for those that are broken and, and a tremendous compassion inside your heart. But I just... I just hear the Lord just say this, is this time for discipleship. It's like he's going to shift you into a discipleship thing. And uh, he's going to shift you not just evangelism and not just reaching out that way, but also for uh, 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 more discipleship, raising up young you know, baby Christians. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord's good. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. God, you're good. God, we thank you for your kindness and your goodness. Hallelujah. Blessed be the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Just right now tonight, if you just felt like that was a word for you tonight, just that was a word for you, I want you to raise your hand real high. Just, just let me see. Just That was a word for you tonight. Just, hey, re be renewed in the spirit of your mind. That's what, just what the Lord is saying. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Just redirect your thoughts. I'm telling you, and the Lord will begin to do something brand new in your life. Amen. Praise God. Now, <clears throat> there's someone here tonight that, now I know this in the natural, okay? So I know your situation in the natural. So I'm not talking about him. But there's someone else here tonight. I don't know if you have a strained voice or something, but uh, something's wrong in your vocal cords in particular and in your throat. Is that you too, Pastor? I didn't know that. Okay, yeah. Stand up. Both of you stand up. Come on down here. I want to lay hands on you. Anyone else tonight? You're struggling with the same thing? You want to come up now or you want me? I'll just come back and pray for you. All right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you too. Okay, yeah. You have the same thing? No, no, no. You're catching. Okay. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, somebody in your jaw, it's like your jaw like almost not dislocates, but it's like it goes out and it goes back in. And it feels like your teeth. There's something wrong in your teeth, but it's really, it's in your jaw. If that's you, just stand up quickly. Who is that in your, it's like in your jaw, in the back of your jaw. Thank, is that you too? Oh, you got the same thing. Okay, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, you're good. Thank you, Lord. Blessed be the Lord. Father, we give you thanks tonight. Someone here tonight, I, now, now my testimony is this, is that when I was 14, I broke my neck and I blew my back out. But someone's here tonight, you've blown your back out like uh, you've got, uh, what do they call that? Blown, like your discs are out in your back. Is that you? She's on her way. Okay, when she gets here, we want to minister to her. Who else is that tonight? There's someone here. You have that same thing like in your back. It's like your back goes out and then it pops back in. And it goes out and then it comes back in. I'll minister to her, but is there someone else here tonight? You have the same thing. You? No? You have the same thing? Do you have an accident? Your neck? Yeah, yeah. Come, come on up over here. Did you break it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think they call you have that same thing in your neck, huh? Is it? Did you fall? Did you have an accident? Ouch. Yeah. Yeah, because your shoulders are way off. This shoulder is way lower than this one. You see that? 
This shoulder's way higher than this one. Yeah, you're way off. Come, come over here. Just, I'm going to steal his seat. I have a feeling with you. Yeah, scoot all the way back. She said it's a lot better. Amen. Come on, give Jesus a hand clap. Woo! Jesus, touch her tonight. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord, for healing her tonight. Woo! You're going to sleep better than you slept in a long time. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. So if you need physical healing for anything else, just jump to your feet. Quick, 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 quick. All over the house. Just line up that way, line up this way, whatever. Ushers, I just trust you guys. You know what you're doing. He definitely knows what he's doing. So, right? Is she coming? Your wife? Oh, oh, not yours. Oh, it's his. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Father, right now for healing your people tonight. Others just keep coming, keep coming up. Yep, there's plenty of room. <clears throat> you need physical healing, come. Now we're just laying hands on you. We're not praying for your cousin in West Virginia or something like that, all right? We're laying hands on you, all right? So, praise God. Now, here's what I want to do. I want to do something a little different, all right? I still want to pray for you. Don't let me forget, okay? So what I want to do is this. Now listen, 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 listen. I want you to put your hand, without going through all kinds of crazy gyrations, but if it's possible, put your hand where the pain is. I'm going to pray a general prayer, then we're going to lay hands on you. All right? <clears throat> so in the, all right, put your hand wherever the pain is. So right now, in the name of Jesus, I take authority right now over every vertebrae in your body to go back into place. Right now, I take authority over your body, all the physical pain that you've struggled with on and off over the years. 
I command that body to be healed in the name of Jesus. Bones go back into place right now. I command right now digestive system right now. The Lord is healing someone's digestive system right now in the name of Jesus. You, you've had a lot of pain in your digestive system right now. I command right now, create a miracle through your whole body in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father, right now for everything that's wrong to be completely made well in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Touch Jesus. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed, Pastor, in Jesus' name. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed, I set you free right now. Pain go in the name of Jesus. 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 Be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed, brother, right now. In Jesus' name. All the pain will go right now, right out of your body. In Jesus' name. Just push on it. Just push on it right now. name right now all pain weakness in your whole body go all these years right now go shoo right now out of his whole body power of God touching him right now be healed the Lord Jesus heals you tonight the Lord Jesus heals you right now in your spine as well in the name of Jesus the pain right now I command it to leave put your hand Are your hips off? Is that is that what it is? As soon as I touched you, I just heard that your hips are off. Yeah. So right now, in Jesus' name, hips be healed. Spine go back into place. All the pain and the pressure in the lower back. Right now, it's going to be. The Lord Jesus heals you right now. I speak healing to you now. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus, brother. Right now, I just speak healing to your throat. In the name of Jesus, right now, your voice be healed. Be healed in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Pingo, right now. Be healed in Jesus' name, my sins. Jesus' name. I set you free. I set you free. I just saw the Spirit of the Lord on you during the service. And just God says, His favor's upon you. And there's nothing that man can do. There's nothing that man can do to stop the blessing. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The favor of the Lord's upon you, my sis. In Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. <laughs> Be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed, brother, right now in Jesus' name. All pain right now in his neck. Be healed in Jesus' name. Swelling and pain right now. Be healed in Jesus' name, my sis. Be healed in Jesus' name, my friend, right now, right in your voice right in your throat, in Jesus' name. Right now in your voice, Pastor, right now, command it to be healed. He needs his voice. In Jesus' name, be healed. Right now, command it to just be coated by the Spirit of God. Be coated by the Spirit right now. Be healed, be healed, be healed. 
in the name of the Lord Jesus, give you thanks, Father, right now for healing, right now for healing, right now for restoration, for restoration. Be healed and for restoration, total restoration, be healed. Command you be healed. I saw the Lord healing you during the service, actually. Yeah, in Jesus' name, be healed. Be healed right now, brother. Is, is, is your wife here? I did. What's her name? Shelby, come back here. Come back, Shelby. So be healed right now in Jesus' name. I speak healing to your body. No more difficulty in Jesus' name. Be healed right now, my sis. Right now in the name of Jesus. Be healed right now. Be healed right now. I set you free right now. Be healed in the name of Jesus, my sis. In Jesus' name. Be healed right now. All pain and weakness go right now in Jesus' name. Give you thanks, Lord. Your show. No. Your show. Ah. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Give Jesus a hand clap. Yay. Yes, Lord. The Lord is good. I said the Lord is good. Amen. The Lord is good. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. David, right? Yeah. I had you on my heart this afternoon. And and the Lord said this to me to say tonight, is that he's given you a voice, even though you live here, but the Lord says you have a voice still in California. The Bible says your faith shall be spoken of in all the world. But in your case, that there's seeds that you've sown there that are now starting to germinate. And, and young people that you used to be around and used to know and people used to be influencing and stuff, the Lord says the least likely will now raise up as the most likely. So the least likely is going to become the most likely. Yeah. And so I just heard the Lord just say that he still has a voice in California. Still has a voice in California. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The Lord's good. Amen. Praise God. God's good. How many of you feel, can, can you feel it? difference in your body? Anybody? Raise your hand if you feel a lot better, a little better. Hey, come on. Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so one, one last time, here's what I want you to do. Put your hand on the person next to you right now. Just put your hand on them right now. You're just going to share the fire right now. Father, right now, come on, just pray in the Holy Ghost for them. Lord, right now, I just bless my sister. I bless my brother. Come on, right now. Come on, right now, just pray in the Holy Ghost for him. Just let the love of God flow out of you right now. 
Monde Barita, Casava de Calavadosic, Gambrusa Sivashtitakala. God use her like never before. Use him like never before. No unused members of the body of Christ right now. God, you're going to use them. You're going to raise them up. You're going to bless them. You're going to anoint them. You're going to prosper them. All your paths will be dripping with the anointing. Book of Psalms says, thank you, Lord Jesus. Just let the joy of the Lord flow out of your heart right into them right now. Come on. Come on. Just 30 more seconds. Just 30 more seconds right now. Lord Jesus, do it. Do it right now. Thank you for the joy of the Lord right now flowing, touching them, breaking depression, breaking depression, breaking depression, breaking discouragement. Some of you came discouraged, I'm telling you. The Holy Ghost is breaking discouragement tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be the Lord. Praise God. Well, let's give Jesus a great big shout. Amen. He's worthy. He's worthy to be praised. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, the Lord is good. Amen. And his mercy endures forever. Praise God. Hallelujah. Shree's <laughs> over here getting happy. Praise the Lord. Thank God. Well, how many of you appreciate the man of God and what he shared with us today? Praise the Lord. You know, we're, we're grateful that uh, God is a speaking still yet today. Amen. You know, some people like, does God still talk? Yeah, God's talking. Amen. Sometimes he's saying stuff we don't want to hear, but man, he's talking. Praise the Lord. And I'm so grateful for that. And that's, uh, that's, that's what we count on. We count on His Word. So uh, we're going to turn you loose here. Revival services continue here tomorrow. Tomorrow at, uh, of course, uh, Brother Tom, he'll be leaving uh, tomorrow morning to go back uh, uh, to go do some ministry somewhere else. And um, so we'll be, definitely you want to keep him in your prayers. The way I always ask people to pray for me is I ask them to pray that I don't mess it up. That's the best prayer anyone could ever pray. Lord, you know, uh, don't let Brother Ziggy jack it up. So uh, maybe that's the way you can pray for him. Lord, don't let Tom jack it up. Uh, use him, Lord, and don't let him mess it up. But uh, um, but tomorrow morning I'll be doing uh, I'll be doing the morning service. Um, we're, I'm teaching on the subject of supernatural increase. The Lord has met us here for the past two mornings, and it's been uh, it's been awesome. And so I want to encourage you to come if you can. Uh, we meet here from 10 to about 11.30. And uh, it's an interactive time, so you're able to ask questions and whatnot. And uh, we just let the Spirit have His way. Tomorrow night, 7 p.m., Pastor Ben will be ministering to us. And we're excited about Pastor Ben and Tammy uh, being here with us. Every time Pastor Ben comes, the Lord gives him a word for us. And I don't, I don't uh, anticipate that this will be any different. Um, <laughs> he was with us in October, and uh, he was also with us in last January. And so uh, um, Ben, Pastor Ben, has become a fixture around here, and we're, we're glad for it. Uh, he's family. So uh, if you've never heard Pastor Ben, I encourage you, don't, uh, you know, a lot of times people hear the title pastor, 
and they, they get lulled into a way of thinking. Um, just to kind of set, set it up so that you understand this brother. Um, revival broke out in, in their church in Antlers, Oklahoma. How long were you pastoring when that happened? Three months. He was green. His pastor just tossed him in there and was like, if you make it six months, you're doing, you're probably going to make it. You know, I mean, that's, that's what he said. Three months into their pastorate, Brother, Brother Benny just opened up his heart to the Lord and revival fire hit Antlers, Oklahoma and shook that little church up. At that time, it was called Souls Harbor. But the Spirit of God began to be poured out. The new wine was drunk. The lost were saved. The sick were healed. The bound were set free. But more importantly, the church was revived. There were people that had been in that community in southeast Oklahoma. I mean, listen, this is the buckle of the Bible belt. But the power of religion was broken by the spirit of revival. And uh, it lasted for over a couple of years, probably a couple, two or three years. So about three years they were in revival. That's when I met them. We went, uh, uh, there was one team that went in there and they ministered there at first. And then we came probably in there after that. And we just kind of joined in with what they were doing. But uh, later, uh, many years later, Pastor Ben uh, uh, took a church in, in uh, Queen City, Texas. And shortly after he got there, he, he called me and said, hey, I just got to this church, but the spirit, there's a spirit of revival over this church. He said, I know how to pastor revival. He said, but I'm, you know, you're the one who knows how to get this thing to land. So uh, will you come, you know, in about two months? And so we scheduled, and wouldn't you know, the same thing happened again in Queen City, Texas. The fire of revival fell. I'm t and listen, to, folks, I'm, we're not talking about we had a series of meetings. We're talking about lives were changed and transformed. And so I, I've never met anyone that, uh, who is a pastor that has been so uh, 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 pivotal in ensuring that the Spirit of God can, can complete the work that he started. And so uh, Pastor Ben is a Holy Ghost man. Uh, he's not your typical pastor. So come and be a part. He'll be with us tomorrow, tomorrow night and Friday night. Uh, tomorrow, that's okay. He, he's fine. Let him run. Let him get close to Chris. That's probably good. Man, one day he'll sling a guitar across his, across his shoulder. Praise God. But anyhow, so, uh, and then uh, the next two mornings I'll be ministering. So, uh, listen, I'm not going to, I'm not going to keep you. We're not going to even dismiss you. Go in his presence. Before you leave here, love someone because you do. I'll see many of you here tomorrow, 10 a.m., tomorrow night, 7 p.m. God bless you. I love you. I appreciate you. In Jesus' name.